morning, Manny. Adrian. How's it going, my brother? Good, good, man. How's it going over there? So I got I got uh, Jim Carrick on the other end of the table there because we're staying distance here. So right now, for everybody who's listening, we're just making a phone call out. Where exactly in Alberta are you guys? Uh, so we're in uh, Calgary, Calgary, Alberta. Okay, all right. And then we wanted to just have a brief chat about what you guys are up to and how we possibly might... Uh, oh, Jim, say hello to Adrian. Hey, Adrian. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim. How's it going? Good, man. Good. So we wanted to have a chat with what you guys are doing out there and, and what all the talk that we're doing over here with our roundtable and talking about an association and about getting the construction industry back together. So if you want to introduce yourself, Adrian. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I'm Adrian. Um, so I, uh, my business here in uh, Calgary is uh, Unique Projects. So yeah, we're a, a GC here over in Calgary. I was wondering if that <laughs> it, it didn't sound like a Calgary yeah, accent. It didn't sound like a cowboy, yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's sometimes hard to find as well here in Calgary. <laughs> I know that we spoke, what is it, months ago, probably towards the end of last year, and then we were trying to figure out how we're going to do this, but we, we are going to set it up proper. We are going to get you guys and the, and the Brook Wright boys on the show yeah. as well, and, and we wanted to talk. If you want to let, let our le- listeners know what we're going to talk a little bit about. How often were you guys doing it? So we were trying to host it sort of every sort of like every at least once a quarter. We were trying to get an event out there, um, and then one we had the major sort of Q and A event, and then we would have like a smaller event where we would just start, just sort of like um, network and, uh, and and chat that way as well. It's so great to hear that, man. That you guys found us, yeah. and now we're talking and. We're going to get you. I know that you got to go. You got client meetings this morning. Jim and I got to do this podcast and, and we enjoy doing it. But I, I just want to just introduce everybody to you guys for now. So, guys, by all means, yeah. check out uh, Adrian and check out Brook Wright underscore construction. And then, sorry, what was your handle, Adrian? Uh, so, we're Unique, unique Projects YYC is our handle on Instagram. Okay. And then it's Builders and Brewers or, or yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, build, Builders and Brews, that's on the Instagram as well. So, go and check that out. Also, there's websites for the Builders and Brews events as well. So, okay. Uh, so Under the same name, Triple W? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Th- thank you so much, Adrian. And we'll, we'll definitely be in touch and we'll schedule that so we can have everybody on board and we'll have a, a, a West Meast meets east yeah. conversation yeah. on the podcast right and then uh, exactly. continue awesome. doing what yeah. you guys are doing and then we're going to continue doing what we're doing here adrian great meeting yeah. you man yeah, i think there's a lot of synergy here like we're i think we're all trying we have, we're all striving for the the same goal right and um i think this could this could really this could really be big for you know like like manny just said east and west like let's just bring it together and mean we all we're all here for one common goal, right? Exactly, 
exactly. And that's, and that's what we've been seeing with what you guys were trying to do here as well. It's just like there's such a synergy between across Canada and, and internationally as well. Like, you know, we're, we're all from all over the world here and Canada's such a cool melting pot for, for so many different people that know so many different things here as well. You know, if we can get that synergy across the country as well, I think that would be, uh, be amazing. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. you know, just before you go, Adrian, when we had our roundtable, when everybody came in and, you know, we just said, look, there's no competition here. Competition's left outside the door. We're here as, you know, peers, right? And to make exactly. this, we're not competing. We're just helping each other. Just make yeah. the, just make like you guys want to do, make the industry better. Just build the industry, yeah. Yeah. right? You know, and exactly, and that's, and that's exactly what we're saying as well. It's like we have, you know, I have multiple contracts and GCs that I know now through the bills and brews that are my competition, but also I can give them a call and go like, I'm having issues here. Like this is a problem. Like you know, how do you handle this? And they just turn around and go, Yeah, well, this is what we would do, and this is what I would do. Yeah. You know, and there's more than enough work for everybody here in Calgary. You know, it's not, I don't need to hoard all the work for myself, like spread it out and make the industry better. That's, that's what, that's what we're all about here. So. You know what, Adrian, it's great to hear you talk like that. I mean, it's, you know what, yeah. I think there's more and more people like us that want it. And, you know, the more with the, you know, with the builder and the brews and, um, you know, and the round table here or whatever we end up calling this whole thing. I think they'll just start more and more will come out because I think there's more of us that really that really want this than there are the ones that don't, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm, that's definitely what we're feeling the same thing here as well. More and more people you talk to about this. Like I think, if, you know, maybe a few years ago or, you know, some of the old boys that are out there, like they're sort of like carbs to the chest and don't want to speak about it. Yeah. yeah. But the more that we get this out there, the more that we use social media, the more that we, you know, talk to each other, you know, that everyone seems to be open to it. And we're finding more and more businesses are just open up to it. You know, I was literally talking to a plumber yesterday and he was just like, well, how can I get in and on this? Like, how can I talk to more plumbers? How can I, you know, find out I'm having this issue? He's a young guy. You know, he's, trying, he's just starting out in his business and he's asking for help. Like, he comes into my office regularly and, and asks for, you know, what would you do here? What would you do? And we're just willing to share things. Like, hey, Adrian, can I, can I ask how old you are? I'm 46. Oh, okay. Oh, you're my age. You're a little younger, yeah. but you're my age. Yeah. You, get, you guys are yeah. still kids to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Adrian for getting on the horn here and talking to us for just a brief chat and then uh, enjoy yeah. enjoy the rest of the weekend we'll be in touch. and we'll be in touch for sure man yeah 
have a longer conversation about this. And, uh, yeah, look forward to chatting to you and Jim more. All right, yeah. perfect. Thank you. Thank See you, brother. Adrian. All right, take care. Thanks, bye bye. Cheers, bye. Okay, that was pretty cool. I totally forgot. I, I spoke to him like maybe, I think it was last summer. We had a long, long chat and he started bringing up this, the idea of, uh, of getting together. And, and I love hearing him say that more and more guys are wanting to reach out and talk. And they I, wanna, think, I think there's more than what we think. I think, especially across Canada. And I'm, assume, yeah. I'm, I'm just assuming, and he's right about everybody's from around the world. Like lots of guys are yeah. coming from other parts of the world coming to Canada. And, you know, and they're doing construction here. And they want to learn. They want to just yeah. speak to other people and figure out what's... what's. Yeah, and it's funny that he said that, you know, the, the old guys hold the cards to their chest. And, you know, <laughs> and, and, and some of them do, for sure. But I think now that the old guys are, you know, like my age, and I think, you know, most of them would be willing to come and just share their experiences. And just like he said, you know, he's you guys are almost the same age. But still, you've got a lot of years in it. Get guys like my age, we've got many more tw years. Twenty more years on top of what you got, and I think it would be great to hear from some of these guys, right? I and I know, I, and I know a lot, like some of them that I, like some of the contractors I know that are, are my age and retired, they would probably love to come out because they want to learn. The young yeah. guys want to learn, and the older guys that are good guys want to share. Yeah, and I mean, he, we're learning too. I mean, yeah. I. That's the beauty of this right. industry. You learn every single yeah. day. And like he said, we make mistakes. We just don't want you to make the same mistakes because guarantee you, you're going to make mistakes. Always. It's just how you handle those mistakes. And if we can give you some guidance on how to solve those issues, then by all means, speak to somebody, reach out to somebody, send them a message, send them an email, call them up, yeah. come on the show, whatever, like do anything you want. And, and if we can somehow, after this COVID thing happens, get together and, and actually shake hands and talk to people and Have pick each other's brain. Yeah. Oh, it's Indeed. amazing. Right. Let's, let's do that. So we really appreciate Adrian reaching out and we were talking and then also the guys at Brookwright Construction. Right. Check them out, guys. And then, Jim, you want to take the show into a different direction. We, were, we had well, something no, planned. I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to take it in a different direction. I just want to say something. Hopefully I don't get choked up saying this. So I just lost a buddy two days ago to COVID. And you mentioned him on the show I think I did. You did. On, on a previous show, you mentioned him. So he's the fellow that was in the trade with me, you know, back in the you know, late 70s, early 80s, well, all the 80s. And, um, and back then, and, and I guess where I'm going with this is safety, guys. Don't do what I do. Just do what I say. I've, you know, I've done stupid things during my time in, uh, in construction. And when I say stupid things along the safety side of it and my buddy you know we were in the trade together so you know back in hanging ductwork and everything else we're using kango guns and some of you guys probably don't even know what a kango gun is but that's what we had back then and you or a you know a hammer drill in the 80s and we're drilling up into the into the ceiling of these um, you know towers downtown and no mask you know half the time probably no glasses dust and everything and they're breathing in and the, you know and then no hearing you know no what do you call it earplugs or anything like that and you're breathing in all this concrete dust and brian was more of a, an outside guy yeah so he was on the you know doing that a lot i was more of a shop guy so i wasn't exposed to it as much i was more i was more exposed to the hearing part and we just found out about five years ago that his his lungs were, you know, he lost 50% of his, the capacity of his lung, which was 
from the silica and everything that he breathed in during, you know, when he was an apprentice, in, well, he's an apprentice journeyman, whatever, didn't have a mask. He got COVID and he already had only 50% of his lungs. So the odds were that he wasn't going to make it and, and he didn't. I guess this whole thing, I just want to get across guys, you know, who, you know, you know, landscapers, all you guys that are cutting concrete, doing everything with dust, concrete dust and everything else and, and hearing, you know, you really need to deal with this. The only person that's going to you know, help you is yourself. If anything can be learned, you know, taught here, or, you know, learned here, it would be that you need to take care of yourselves, especially with all of it, hearing, eyewear, definitely, you know, dust. You just don't know 35 years down the road that now you have a problem. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. He wasn't a very old man. He I mean, wasn't. No, he was younger than I was. It's devastating. Yeah, it's shitty, you know, for sure. So, brother, rest in peace. Okay. All right. Well, hey, so let's, we, we got to get up on we, a lighter yeah, we, side. We, we want to pick it up, but we wanted to just, I know Jim, like we first saw, you told me about it earlier in the week and then you, you mentioned it and I was like, and then you just said right now you wanted to bring it up. Just, you didn't want to make the whole show about it. No, but, it's not, and I don't. And I, we see it all the time and I'm conscious yeah. of it too. When I see the young guys and I see them, if you know, they might have their glasses on and they may not have their earmuffs or they yeah. may not have their mask on or vice versa or whatever. One. But I, I, it's nice to see the younger guys and also older guys. Yeah. Please have all three on. Yeah. Just please have all. Take it from us older guys. Trust me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. And you can only imagine Jim and, and Brian working in the industry for 35 years and not wearing a mask and not wearing hearing protection. It will take a toll on your body yeah. later on. And the thing is, you guys want to be vibrant, older guys when you get to a point where, you know what? I've done what I'm going to do for my construction career. I'm going to retire and enjoy life. And you should really retire and enjoy life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not have a, a risk. And, and true, stuff like that will not happen at the time that you're doing it it will creep up later on. And, and I'm sure all you young guys don't know what 50% loss of lung capacity is, but it's a devastating thing. Yeah. So please, sure. please just, if you see another brother out there that's in construction and they're not wearing their PPE properly, please just be nice about it and just go, listen, put them on, please put your mask on, put your earmuffs on, put your goggles yeah. on. And maybe to, you know, and maybe to, you know, the GCs out there. I mean, yeah. Reinforce you're, you're, it. You're, you're running the job, it's your job. Make them put it on. Yeah. You know, it's the only way they're going to learn. Yeah. You know, it's like anything, right? You just By keep example. making them, making them, making them, making them. And, yeah. you know, they'll just constantly, then they'll just do it. Yeah. It becomes a habit. Okay. So let's, let's get on with the show. So we've got another interesting Q&A show. Lots of questions. I don't know if we'll get to all of them. We got a lot of shout outs. We got a lot of interesting stories. I want to start off right off the bat. I actually got to do another little thing. Give me one second here. Survey said. <laughs> <laughs> Was it last week? No, the week before, I think we did another Q&A, and, um, and yeah. I had a, a gentleman that I couldn't pronounce his name, and I butchered it, right? But yeah. he, he was nice enough to actually send me a recording of how to pronounce is his it? name. <laughs> so here it is. Evgeny Dombrovsky. Evgeny Dombrovsky. Okay, so he reached out, told me his name, so he's actually from At Upper Level Finishes, and the funny thing is that earlier in the week, we were having a conversation on DM, and I didn't realize that he was in the hospital at the time of the conversation. 
So oh, really? he slipped on ice on a job site. And he couldn't move for 40 minutes before the ambulance came and tried to assess what's going on. He actually fractured a bunch of bones in his leg. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so we got talking about it, and he's, he's got high spirits about it. But it's, I want to bring this up because I want to pose Jim's a question right. to you, Jim. And the funny thing is he ended the story by saying, and you won't believe this, Manny, but they had to cut my Grisport boots and they had to cut my snicker pants to get to my leg. Yeah, so they don't, before right. the ambulance attendants looked at him, they're like, hey, those are nice pants. And they just cut them right down and cut them right off, right? But I mean, he's all bandaged up. He's got a few weeks uh, that he's going to have to just chill out. But he was saying that it was a good thing that he's got insurance because he's going to get some money while he's off until he gets back onto the job site. So I wanted to just bring up the whole insurance conversation about guys, you need to be aware of. So he had his own insurance his own insurance on right. top of which is a smart move to 100%. have because yep. he's still getting some money coming in on a weekly basis to cover him until yeah. he's completely well to get back onto the job site and he's hungry he wants to get back onto the job site so how did you guys handle that in the earlier days i mean if something happened i still have my own yeah it's yeah. important yeah i think anybody and you know i mean we have workman's comp out there but it covers you during work hours so if you're self-employed, and even if you're not self-employed, guys, I mean, you know, you can find a good little policy that covers you 24 hours a day, and you know, you can you can set up x amount of x amount of, of dollars, you know, per week or per month, just in case you're off, so you can cover yourself. I think it's something to look into. Yeah, because you, I mean, you know, when when it comes to workman's comp, it's it's for the workplace. But it's also basic. And it's basic. And you got to right? go through all kinds of hurdles to, to get it. And I think it's even harder now with the new policies they, that, that, they, that they have. I'm just curious, Jim, how many, how many guys do you think in construction actually have a critical illness policy with themselves? They attach that. How many, you think it, I don't, I'm, I'm going to think not a lot. I don't know. I mean, you know, lucky, you know, Brian. Yeah, we just talked about he he was um, he was covered yeah. for some because he couldn't work again with his lungs. So so it's just something to consider. Look at what mm -hmm. you guys have and see. Read the fine print. Yeah. And just or maybe even speak to your broker and just try to get an idea of what you actually have. Yeah. Because if something can I mean, we all work personally on our homes. We all help out friends. Yeah. We all, so if we're not on the job site. Something could You need happen. to protect yourself. That's all it is, right? Yeah. So I just want to shout out to him. And then uh, I still don't, I can't pronounce his name. It's just <laughs> nice enough guy, honestly. But so a, a few more shout outs I want to just give out because we're getting a bunch of shout outs and I love doing the shout outs. So we have Veal, Veal Vial, I, 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 again, at Vcum, K-U-M, and he's a listener from Sweden. Nice. So I've already sent him a sticker, so it's on his way, and he's going to get it, and he loves it, and he loves uh, comparing the building code to us, and he also knows that they build a little better over there than they do oh, here. Oh, yeah. We sure, know that yeah. already. We know that, okay? Speed, yeah. <laughs> so also, Bill from At Reynolds by Bill loves the podcast and everything we talk about, and he feels that it's real, and everyone can relate, Thanks, and that's man. why he loves it. So thank you so much, Bill. Dylan from Devon's Qualities Construction. Uh, that's on Instagram. He's Greater Toronto. He's actually Ontario uh, Cottage Country. He works in uh, outside of Greater Toronto area, and then he also works in the cottage area. And he loves the podcast and wants to be a part of the association. Awesome. 100%. 
right? Beautiful. So thanks, Dylan, for the support. And then we've got Stu. Stu's got an interesting little story here. Stu from at Brawley's Rental, B-R-O-L-L-Y, Rentals. Hey, Manny and Jim, I listened to one of your podcasts yesterday for the first time. Thanks to my friend Jay at Keystone. I know Jay. The Renovation Triangle one. That was the oh, one that we started yeah, the drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's where the booze started from. Yeah. Uh, and he loved it. And he was both laughing, nodding, and shouting at the car radio as we were talking. <laughs> we need better apprenticeships over here. He's from the UK also. Nice. Um, and so I must say that the apprenticeships are way better. Start at 16 and the government helps employers. I have guys wanting to work with me uh, at 21 and they can't sweep. These guys at 21 don't even know how to sweep. It goes, it's a disaster. Great show, guys. Keep it up. Keep on listening. See, I thought like the UK had the better That's what I thought too. So maybe, maybe it was back in the day because, you know, when I, when I was working, when I started in, in early 70s, a lot of our tradesmen were from over uh, yeah. yeah were irish and and everything like that maybe and, and it's changed were, yeah from the boat from the shipyards right yeah maybe yeah. it's changed quite a bit but thanks too for bringing that up and thanks so much for listening another little shout out and story so i got philip from at f-i-l-j-u-l-i-a-o has been listening for a while now and loves what we are trying to do he has a small commercial concrete forming company in london ontario he says he runs into a lot of the same problems we discuss on the show he's always amazed on how much pushback he gets from gcs when he wants to do better he feels nobody has pride anymore and or respect for other people's work for example he had a gc drive a scissor lift over a newly poured slab at grade within 24 hours of the pouring in December. Would oh, you really do well. that? I mean, that's December, newly poured. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard, but it's going to leave tracks. There's a risk. Yeah, for sure. There, so he just feels that there's no respect. Nobody respects other trades. And I, I, I get it. That's why I kind of started sharing out the whole respect the next trade thing. It's well, just, everything's push, right? I mean, that's yeah. the problem with commercial and everything else. It's all time. Get the doors open so we can... Start making money, right? I know, but if you damage right, previous trades work and then you get finger pointing going on and then that trade doesn't want to come back because they didn't cause it. Yeah. So what do you do? How about we just respect everybody and yeah. just know, okay, we know that was poured yesterday. How about we just leave it for now? Or if you're going to, if you have to get on it, get some plywood, plywood, put some plywood down and ramp it up and cover it up. Come on. I know. Caleb, Caleb at S C H A E F E R underscore W M. It's a private page. Young tradesperson found our little show. Loves it. Listens to two to three shows a day and actually takes notes. <laughs> Good for him, man. Caleb. Thanks so much for taking the notes. And he's learning a lot from us. And he shares a podcast with a bunch of other his uh, coworkers. Thank you so much, Caleb. Really Beautiful. appreciate it, man. Beautiful. So reach out to us anytime you get a chance, man. Raymond from at Building Passive. So he's someone that I've been following. He's I think I may have mentioned to yes. him. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's building those two properties there and he's and he's going ultra high end with the passive building. Yeah. And so he actually didn't even know about the fire rated plywood for the, uh, the electrical panel. So I did a post. I shared it because I've always done that. And uh, and he's put it on. So he did a post and did a little shout out to me as well, too. So I appreciate nice. that, Raymond. I mean, for like twice the price plywood, just put it behind the panel. All right. What's the big deal? So keep up the good work. I'm looking forward to passing by and checking it out again, Raymond. Uh, shout out to at Young Electric underscore electrician out of Bell River, Ontario. Where is Bell River, Ontario? Do you know? I have no idea. It's not in Quebec. Uh, <laughs> who loves? He loves this show and recently heard the uh, OYAP show and agreed more contractors need to do more. 
We know that. We know yeah. that. And we, we're going to try to get more guys, including ourselves. We're going to try to get more guys to bring on. I know that I've already been reached out by three kids, young guys who want to come on and work with me. And I'm like, we're figuring out how we're going to do that. Because obviously I can't juggle three kids. I, this isn't eight. It's enough for you older guys out there. Like, I'm not going to bring on eight kids automatically. Right. Right. But I'm going to do what I can do, right? So uh, thanks so much for listening. And then we've got at BLT Contracting. So he's a huge follower and loves it. And he agreed with a show that I did earlier where he was devastated as well about Mrs. Fields cookies in Canada being closed down for good as a result of the pandemic. Really? Have you heard about this? I didn't. They pulled all the stores out of the, out of the malls and everything. They're oh. I'll let you have a moment. I can have a moment. <laughs> like, like, I mean, okay, the malls well, are going to change as a result of what just happened. And They're, that's, and that's really shitty, right? It I mean, is. You see all the and retail that's, that's employees. The shit part of this whole yeah. thing is all these small, well, I mean, they were in a small business. They were a big business. But to see these businesses close, 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 close man. Like close for good. Like, I mean, that employs people, right? I know. I know. I'm devastated too, dude. I might have to go to the States to get some Mrs. Fields cookies or something. I don't know. I have to figure it out. I don't All know. Right. <laughs> uh, a couple of comments and questions from LinkedIn. So Joe Ring. Uh, Joe Ring reached out and made a great suggestion. Clients in trade should reach out to retired contractors to research the construction industry and learn to ask the right questions. Joe is a retired, he's retired with 45 years as a mechanical contractor. He can lay out a plumbing job, outer material for you, coach people in doing the job. That can all be done online. He just needs pics of the location. Here's a retired guy who's willing to actually just give up some information for everybody. Beautiful. Isn't that great? Listen, all you plumbers out there, there you go. Reach out to him, man. Right. You know, another one from LinkedIn. So I got Daniel Wazinski just started listening to us and loves the show. He has a question. Any advice on the best way to become a site super or assistant site super? He has a few years project coordinating experience and recently started working for a developer as a construction coordinator, but he would love to run low and mid rise projects. He's thinking about doing the George Brown courses to help. I was just going to say, what do you think is the best thing to do achieve, for him to achieve the next steps? Those George think, Brown courses are good. Yeah. I mean, that's where Dan, that's where Dan, Dan Hall, that's where he went. He started there. Yeah. And then went on to the, all his commercial. uh, Plus he might meet some buddies there as well. Yeah, no, I think, you know, George Brown's a great place and that's where I was taught and, um, you know, did my trade school and everything else. And, uh, yeah, no, I think that's, that's a great, a great starting place. Check it out, Daniel, if you can and see, hopefully that helps you out to get down your goals of, of running low and mid uh, rise projects, man. Now, I want to chat a little bit about the association that we keep on bringing up. Right. So lots of interests are asking. Lots of guys are asking to be a part of this association. We really thank that you guys are asking. So Urban Gray, at B-Y-U-R-B-A-N Gray, loves the show and wants in. Marcelo Martella from New Way Contractors, at New Way Contractors. He bumped into you at M2 Tile. He did. Yes. yes. I got his card. Yeah. So yeah. He, he bumped into you, started talking to you, and he says he wants in on the association. Yeah, yeah. he told right? me right there. Yep. And so, and don't, guys, don't be afraid to stalk us if you do see us. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> stay six feet away. But if yeah. you see us, please, by oh, all means. Oh, we're all masked up. And yeah, he, he, <laughs> hey, Jim. That's funny. But it's good that he bumped into you. And then uh, Montreal-based contractor Hayes, it's at Hayes Newman Design. Uh, so he's the one that's, he's attached to a smaller group, but it feels that he pays too much money for that association. He gets some value out of it, but he wants to actually be part of a better association. Cool. 
guys are interested okay so now here's a few more questions man this is like a legitimate show eh? i feel like Jeez, an anchor yeah. boy or something I'm like i don't know what that is okay <laughs> email so email from sean mcmanus okay jim and manny i love the show my question to you is this i am a junior super for a large gc where i live it's great i love it but I very much have an entrepreneurial mindset and want to have something of my own. I'm not ready to go out on my own yet. I still have a lot to learn, but I would like to get started on something. Lately, I've been thinking about what small side businesses I could start to run at nights and on the weekends, something uh, construction related, like a support business or something like that in a little more niche and in the business home maintenance area. What are your thoughts on additional side hustles in construction? Maybe some of these small businesses no one would think about doing. Thank you. And again, love the show. You're doing a great job. I've always said that every contractor should come up with or think about side hustles. If you're an entrepreneur, you should think about other things that you can do. As a joke, when I started talking about that, I said, nobody has perfected the Canadian shed. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth, man. Like how many times, Jim, have you gone to the big box stores and you see that row yeah. of parking spots with all those sheds, sheds yeah. that belong in Pisa, Italy? You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. they look like they would just blow over. The wolf would have had fun <laughs> and wondering which brick house, you know, like, so that's what I'm saying is like as a side hustle, look at, look at what's missing in the industry. Look at what's not perfected. I've also joked about how eight foot long fences don't make any sense to me. We right. built, we built eight foot long fences because they sell two by four by eight. Right. But after three, four years, they're twisted and they're bowing. So I don't know, perfect the fence. I think that if more and more contractors started thinking about making the industry better and building other ideas you never know you might like i personally know the inventor of our event so registered right. events were the same way for how long guys ever forever and he came up with our event and our event is exploded now and yeah. it's everywhere and i love it and i love seeing it so i think it's good that contractors have the wheels yeah. turning yeah yeah think ahead think or yeah think of new ways right i don't know i mean i, I mean let's go back a few a few uh, shows where we had Terry on, not Terry on the warranty, <laughs> Terry, Terry on. my buddy, and um, where he did what we did and then decided to get into fixing drains and just and saving people's and lives, saving people's lives. Yeah. Simple. You know, you're in, you're out. They love you because you unclogged the toilet or you fixed the leak, whatever. You're in and out. Thank you very much. Make your two, three hundred bucks or whatever it is. And he, he's done well at it. And and he's built, retired now. He built a brand. He, he built, built a, a brand. Solid brand. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's something like that. I think if you're going to try to do a side, you know, to do a side hustle, if you do have that entrepreneurial mind, why not take it to the next level and start doing a small project on your own? Yeah. And see if you can do it and then work your way up to just doing your own period learn where you are now and step up your game man the only way you're going to learn is by jumping in i'm know? always respectful of every single trade when you see a master plumber master electrician and they do their work and they do it so effortlessly yeah and then you're like amazed by the way they do it could you imagine if every single trade started thinking about new little things that they can come up with that's how these products get invented guys yeah you guys are boots on the ground on the job site and you 
Figure out a new way to do a shower valve if you're a plumber. I don't know. Figure out a new way to do a manifold. Yeah. I think if you're constantly thinking about, okay, so what is wrong in the industry that I'm using as a product and can I make it better? Can I make it smarter? Will the industry want to buy into it? And all of a sudden, before you know it, you're like Terrier. Yeah. You're like, you know, you're, you've come up with a, a brand and you built it and now you've retired off of it, which yeah, is great. Like for sure. You know what I mean? I got like, you know, answer your question. I just, I think you uh, step it up. Get on your own, try that. And then the next thing you'll just, every contractor I know has something on the side. Yeah. You know, whether they bought a rental and they're fixing that up for, you know, future retirement funds. Which, right? by the way, is a great Is a idea. great thing. So, I mean, that's still being an entrepreneur. It's a side business yeah. here you become <laughs> slumlord but right but it hustles you it, it, it motivates you yeah and it, it gets you hungry and actually you know what it probably makes you better at your day job too it does because you want to be more efficient at your day job so then you can get to your side hustle to actually yeah. sell the house or sell that property sell that idea yeah because everything you do every everything that you your little side hustle we'll call it opens the door for something else. Yes. You may think it's, okay, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go buy a rental and I'll rent it out. Okay, then what do I do? Well, who knows? Maybe you go and do it commercially, do a yeah. commercial building, yeah. and then that may lead into something else. That may lead in, that's how these developers started, all this small stuff. Depends, again, how far you want to take your, how big of an entrepreneur and then don't give it up either like don't don't, give it up if you if you plan on doing it start it and then follow it through keep on going you gotta wonder when you're driving on the gardener here in toronto and you're seeing all the high rise with all the cranes on it like like, all those guys and all those girls they started small they started with something i mean look like i started sheet metal yeah then i got it you know then i said you know i'm gonna do something else. I started doing decks and fences. Then I, oh, you know, I need to do something else. Then I started, doing, it's all construction related, but then I start, you know, then I got into the additions and I got this. Now I, now I do custom homes. You know, we do some commercial, but it led me to, to, to open up renovation contractor, the magazine. Yeah. I never published a magazine before the round table. Never did that before started a school never did that before and you never had an opportunity up until then right to speak to so many different contractors right. from across the country right. so and now it's led me to you know you and i are yeah, together and now we're doing the podcast now we're doing the podcast and now we're you know hopefully gonna <laughs> lead we'll see path. what's gonna happen <laughs> right. but i but i was also gonna say is that for everything that you want to do on the side and work you don't know who you're gonna meet Who's going to be your next client? Actually, one of your clients was the person that got the show started for you when you got started on TV, right? Yeah. But that was like, that was a client of yours. That was a client. So it's just like, you guys start doing more side hustles. You're going to meet other people. You're going to come across and all of a sudden they're going to probably suggest, you know what? You should so meet so-and-so. And it's the same thing with this show. You know, they hear one episode and all of a sudden they go, you know what? Someone just reached, reached out to me recently and there's a guy that's working on a program for Ontario School of Trades. And he wants to come on the show because he heard the OYAP show. And nice. I'm like, bring it. Let's talk about it. Let's do this, right? So you just never know. So I think you should have your wheels spinning yeah. as you're on the job site. Focus on what you have to do, but have your wheels spinning to doing something else. And there's always an opportunity, man. There's always. Oh, yeah. And guys, you know what? Ask. Don't be afraid to ask. You know, you may get shut down. But if you're working for a client, and a lot of our clients are do very well, I want to know how 
they got to where they are. Oh, I do the same thing. And I ask. Yeah. You know, some big, you know, just shut you down and say nothing. Let's face it. People like to talk about themselves. People like to talk about their success. Their success. Not right. necessarily the secrets, but they kind of give you what they did to get to, to that To get point. there. And if they're a genuine person, they will, you know, explain how they got there. Ask, ask, ask. Just keep asking. What's the worst they're going to do? Say no? Yeah, exactly. But right? what if they say yes and they offer yeah. up information? And surround yourself. And I don't, and, and when I say this, don't take it the wrong way. Surround yourself with people that are successful. Yes. You know, don't, sure, we all have buddies that, I guess how you look at success is a different thing too, right? I have buddies that are just, you know, running the mill guys and everything else, but in their mind, they're successful in their own life because they're happy. And that's is success. I mean, once you're content and you're happy, that's success. It's not money. No. Going back to what I said, surround yourself with people that are successful. You will learn from them. You will, you pick up stuff that you don't even know yeah. that you're picking it up. And then yeah. one day you'll just go, Hey, I remember that, you know, do not be afraid to ask questions. I was, I constantly asked, even during the, when I did the show, I was always asking, hey, how'd you get here? I know you're a banker, but how did you work your way there? It's never a straight line either, It's never Jim. a straight line. You know what I mean? I mean, and the greatest story, one of, one of the nicest stories, or whatever you want to call it, successful stories, I, I, I did, Neil and I did way back, I don't think it was on the show, we did a renovation for at the time, the president of CIBC, the lowest key guy you'd ever want to meet. Really? Yeah. yeah, lived up just north of the city a little bit, north of downtown. And I said, I won't say his name, I just said, hey, dude, like, you could live down in Rosedale. And he goes, yeah, but it, that's not where I came from. Hmm. I said, how'd you start? He goes, I started with the bank when I was 17. As a teller. As a teller. As a teller. Yeah. Wow. Humble. And he worked his way up to the president. Wow. So I said to him one day, I said, I just saw your, what you made this year in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, that's a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah. I said, I'm all for it. Like, I don't, as far as I'm concerned, you deserve it. You worked hard for it. But I said, there's a lot of other people out there that, like the people... And this is what I found out when he was a teller. I said, what about your people that are working behind the counter as a teller making 15 bucks an hour? He goes, he said, yeah, I make that kind of money. And he says, I have 30,000 people that are relying on me. Yeah. I go, what do you mean? He goes, I'm thinking about five years down the road. I'm not thinking about yesterday. I'm thinking about five years down the road of how this, where this bank is going to go. And I said, wow. I said, you know, that's, that's, that's a pretty good way to, and I said, that's a cool way to, to, to look at it. And he goes, and another thing, I don't have anywhere else to go. The next thing for me is the exit sign. <laughs> <And> I'm <laughs> gone, right? <laughs> but he was, a, he was a, a, a fantastic client. Just down to earth? So down to earth and, you know, for a position of what he had. And he just lived in a regular house. Because that made him happy. That just made him happy. It was yeah, that's that was funny. brilliant. That's yeah. funny. So there's my story. So yeah, so no, that's a, that's a great story, man.
what is it? Yeah, so I'm, we're moving along. Uh, Neil, Neil Moles from at Neil Moles has something to share with us. Uh, hey guys, love the podcast. Rings true on so many topics. I'm a young superintendent for one of the largest mechanical contractors in the country. And with these long hours and stresses, it's always great to listen to you folks. Also to know others here in this similar frustrations. The industry doesn't have to change. It desperately needs to change, he says. Uh, there's a reason dinosaurs don't roam the earth anymore. However, creatures from that period still do. So there is always a place for everyone, but the world around us as a whole requires progress because he just wanted to rant. That's good. It's a good rant. It's true. It's, it's true. Neil, we really appreciate that. We, we agree with you completely. And there are a lot of, and I'm one of those dinosaurs, man. Yeah, and but... I, and I know that like I, like I said earlier, I'm learning so much and like this whole social media world. I'm learning so much in that. And I well, think by it, the way, you never posted every single day. I haven't, I know. You told me to. I haven't. <laughs> I thought I'd jab at you on that yeah, one. You did yeah. the next day, but then it just stopped. It just fell off again. So No, but you're still learning from that whole thing I'm still, as well. Because I, I I see now more and more with this that we can reach everybody. It's gonna, you know, in another twenty years it's gonna change again. It is, you know, because you guys are going to, you are going to be the dinosaur. Yeah. Right. 20 years, you're going to be my age yeah. and then you're the dinosaur. Then you'll be, you know, doing the same thing. And, and everybody that we're else. talking to right now will be, you know, in their, these guys starting out in their young twenties and thirties, they're going to be, you know, late forties, fifties. All we're trying be, to do is get more guys. Pass it down. Yeah. That's all it is, man. Don't be afraid to pass all this knowledge down yeah. to everybody else. So if someone read, well, the one good thing that you've been doing regarding social media is you are responding to the DMS, the questions, the emails, like yeah. that's, that's the thing you're not, it's kind of, I'm envious Jim that you're not so active on social media because then you get so addictive as it on right. it. Right. But at least you're reaching back out to everybody that's reaching out to you. So then you can pass it on. Yeah. That's I didn't even know thing. there was a DM. I know I had to show you. You had to tell me. <laughs> I go, what are all these dots? <laughs> all right, next question. I got an interesting, and Matt, I got to apologize. I couldn't make it on Friday. Matt actually invited me to one of his job sites because he's actually, he's got a, a pricing question. Okay. Matt Muncy from at Carpenter Muncy is asking, okay, so this is, we got to figure out how we're going to do this. He basically is saying that he's got a certain rate. He's got a job to do. They have a $6,500 budget. It's going to take, he's calculated 167 total hours for two guys to do the work. Basically that works out to be about 35 to $36 an hour each. And that obviously is not where they want to be. Right. Right. He, I understand my prices are low, but having trouble finding enough work to even consider raising them, partly my fault for not seeking out the right clientele. I would have really liked to show you our work. So then I am going to pass by. I promise you, Matt, I want to see it and check it out so I can hire you one day. His question is basically, he wants to start targeting the right clientele, the right designers. I want to just meet these people, greet them so that they can see his work and they can hire him so then he can get his wage that he's offering. A finished carpenter at 35, 36 bucks an hour. That's not, that's not a lot. It's you not know? a lot, but it's, it's getting there, right? It's not a lot. I know some guys that this is what they're paying their guys. And I would say for a finished carpenter, if you're working for somebody, you're, you're going to be between there and 45. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're going to work on your own, obviously more, I, I guess my question back then would be, the $6,500 budget, where'd that come from? Is is he doing work for a GC or is he doing 
work for a private client. That I don't know. So I'm not exactly sure on that one. So you know what? So, I thought it was a client. I thought it was a client had a budget to do mill work for 6,500 bucks and that was it. And that was it. That's what they wanted to spend. So he just calculated the scope as at 167 total hours for two guys. And that's how he came up with that rate. Right. He just he just wants to figure out how do I price he and that's the conversation that he wanted to have with me. He wanted me to come by, see the work, and have a conversation about what should I really be charging. Like you mentioned earlier on another podcast, where it was a thousand dollars a foot for any kind of wood yeah. paneling or something like that, or, or, or built-ins right. or anything like that. Okay, well, I, I guess I'm gonna you know I'm gonna say the same thing that I told Joe. You have to be confident enough in what you're gonna give them for a price, and and what that means is you got to be willing to let it go. If you don't think you can do it for 6500 and you actually need, you know, 7200 then that's what you need to say. If you think you can do it for the 6500 and work for $36 an hour, and maybe instead of 167 hours, you work harder and it only takes you 140 now you just bumped it up a little bit more. Efficiency. So, yeah. Efficiency, right? So I... <laughs> The answer to the question, I mean, there is no answer to the question. What my suggestion would be, the same thing I suggested to Joe, go back to the client and say, here, I need $7,200. If this is what you're asking me to do and the quality that you're asking me to do it, that's what I need to do it. Unfortunately, I, I can't do it for $6,500. Yeah. And you got to be willing to get up and walk away from the table. Or maybe even justify, not justify, but explain. Well, well, you are justifying it. Explain why you're costing that much. Maybe right. you, you separate yourself from other fly-by-night guys, or maybe you're you're not cutting corners. Maybe you are doing extra steps. And, and then just, if you go into that detail, they've hired you based on your photographs. You've come in, they've seen your work, they like it, but then it costs X amount. It's not that you're trying to gouge them. Yeah. But and, and I guess my question is, where did they come up with them? I've they always, don't. They don't know what things cost. So how can they how may can have they... called around and and went to HomeStars or some crap right. and, and found someone who will do it for much cheaper. Right now, are they giving you a low ball price just to get into the door? And then when they get on the site, they're going to do a bad job. And right. then we don't know. We don't right. know, right? So he's trying to separate himself. But then there's also that fear. Everyone wants to stay busy. They don't well, that, and that's my, and that what is gonna. I was gonna say that next. Yeah. And look, if you're if you're starting out and you're fairly new and you're just trying to get a name, these are the things you got to do, man. Like Maybe you got eat, eat those first few. Got to eat those first few. Just to get it. Build and look, the relationship. Thirty six dollars an hour. It's not is bad. It's not a bad wage, man. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, Matt. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, man. Like if you, and Matt, reach out, man. Like if you want to talk about it on a more, you know. That I, you know, and something that I understand what the client is, maybe I can help you more. That's the thing about the whole roundtable and association is that you could have four or five different finished carpenters all picking each other's brain, going, "This is yeah. what I do. This is what I don't," and then you can take the knowledge from that, yeah, and go from there. But Matt, please stay on me. I know that a lot of guys reach out to me, and I do try to stay up with it. It's it's another job, Jim. Honestly, it's like <laughs> it's, it's, another, it's, a job. it's another job, man. But I please stay on me. I will make the time. I will get to your job site. I love meeting all these guys. I'm giving that job out to somebody else. We're starting on Wednesday. That kid that I mentioned to you, right? So oh, nice. taking a chance and we're going to meet him on Monday that he starts job on Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show. Marco from at electrical underscore local under, underscore 69. Not 
a legit <laughs> union, by the way. He was on the show and he just liked the handle. Do you think that general contractors should have to go through an, a similar exam to the electrical master exam? Three parts, building code, safety, and business admin. Hmm. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, you know, I didn't. No. And, but, and, and I, but, you know, and, and if you look at, Ellis Dawn, PCL, guys like that. Those are general contracts. It's a business. It's They're a business problem. people. Yeah. What about all the custom guys, all the smaller, smaller shops, smaller renovation businesses? He's, he's just asking. I mean, electricians, hmm, you know, maybe if ESA got a little friendlier with us and not so territorial and then just dictatish kind of mentality, right. we might get along a lot better. But that's me pointing finger back and forth. Right. But what would be like, I don't, I mean, I had a master's in HVAC, so a GC, what would that be? I so don't know. I, he's yeah, suggesting I mean, building code, safety and business end. Oh, but, first but we of all, have to do that anyway. Safety you have to do. Building yeah. code, you're supposed to know it. You're supposed right. to have the OBC in the back of your van or your right. truck. And then regarding business admin, we always said that the paper's more than the construction. So then yeah. you should already be learning from business administrative, right? Yeah. So I guess most GCs are kind of tackling all three, but he's asking for an exam. Right. Should we start setting up as long as it's not a cash grab? Yeah, I don't, you know, I think you'll, you'll just piss off a ton of people that want to, you know, that are GCs and, um, you know, especially the old guys. <laughs> <laughs> you might mean to what, do what, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, come by the jobs. Yeah, I mean, concrete you know what? Tomorrow. I mean, that's a tough one. If you, you know, I agree that it has to be in the trade. Yeah. Because if, you know, if you're an electrician, you're a, plumber or whatever you're in somebody's house and the liabilities yeah. are high a gc is the guy that just gathers everybody he, he, i mean he is a quarterback right. and he brings the He's whole the team together so he brings in the concrete guys the framers everybody they they have to have all that knowledge for that specific yeah. trade. i mean we're up on it we're making sure all, all our guys making sure all our trades are up on all the safety are you know up on all their insurances or they don't get to come on site. Yeah, that's basically it. Every invoice we get from any of our trades, if there's not a workman's comp number clearance certificate on it, yeah. then they're not getting paid. It's a tough one. It's I don't a tough know. One. I, I think don't we. Know I, I think we. I think we do it in a roundabout way. Is what he's asking. We just don't formally write. We the just exam. don't formally write the exam. Yeah. That's the only thing. It's a good question, Marco. Yeah. At property rehab. He's reached out to me lots of times. Uh, what's up, buddy? You think loyalty is dead in the construction life now? I say if it's not, it's almost. Missing what's made the industry beautiful. So I'm sure, Jim, you've seen it up, down, back, sideways, whatever. A year ago, I let go one of my main guys that I was training to become project manager after two years with the company. He kept effing up. Anyway, he started his own company and started talking shit about me. To the point he convinced half of my trades and designers to work with him instead of me. That's nice. Trying to block it out, but I also have this old school guy mentality still in me that wants to, you know, choke him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jim and I have the same old school mentality. Uh, we spent years building up contacts just to have some punk take my connections and start his own shit. Being a bigger man is so fucking defeating. This is where I'm at. Just venting, bro. Yeah, no, but you know what? It is. Being the bigger man is defeating. That's the but, best. But, it's the, but I had it happen to me. 
talked shit to me, went to my clients and actually talked oh. shit about me. Wow. And it kind of backfired. Not on me. No, on him. Right. And you know what, man? The, the, the Lord, I, you know what? I, I don't know how to put this one. <laughs> my guys are loyal. Is it, and is it because they're older? I don't know. Like, it would be nice to know his trades. Are they the younger crowd that just went off? It's a good question. I do, I'm trying to remember how old. He, I think he's definitely younger than me. I think he might be in his 30s. But listen, I'll, I'll say. But let me say, let me yeah. say this. If they've all taken off and went with the other guy, then you know what? You don't fucking need them. No. Then get some loyal guys. But when you want loyal guys, you know, you have to treat them. And I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying if you want loyalty, you have to be loyal to them. Yeah. And you have to be, have to be good to them. I guess there's like a two-part question to this question here. Because the thing is, that's that as GCs and other trades, we spend the time and effort training people, educating them, showing them ways. And then they just up and leave. And I've said this before on the show where I'm like, they can make that decision. You yeah. get a lot of young guys saying, well, listen, you'll give him all this knowledge and then he'll just bail and start his own. By all means, do it. It's the way you exit. It's the way you exit. Because 100%. you will not know everything and you will have to reach out to somebody like myself that you used to work for, yeah. for some guidance. And I rather have me as a friend instead of a foe. Yep. Right. So I would just say, listen, I trust me, man. Lots of people talk shit about me. And in the beginning, I took it personally and I was fed up and I was looking at it going, so-and-so is saying this. And I started thinking, this is like high school playground bullshit, cafeteria, who's the cool kid, not cool kid and all that. And I'm like, you know what? It didn't affect me in high school. I didn't care about it in high school and it shouldn't affect me now. Complete strangers are talking shit about me. If you want to say shit about me, say it to my face. But you know what? But it is. nobody does. No, it's just jealousy, man. That's exactly where That's I was going it with is. it. That's all it is. So you know what? If they want to pick up and go, and they want to continue let talking shit, let them. Yeah. Let them go, like the classic '80s Lubu song. Let it go. That's it. Just let it go, and let them do whatever you want. And then I would say, focus on your business, and focus on finding loyal, the loyal guys that you just said, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find a new team. And and look, if you want, reach out. You know, if you're in the city. I'll, yeah. I'll give you a few guys. I think he's actually in Niagara. Property. I'm trying to remember. I think he's in Niagara, man. Be the bigger man. Honestly, let them keep on talking shit. You stay the bigger man. You stay true to yourself. You keep on doing good work. You're going to attract other guys that are going to want to work you will, with you. For sure. They're going to be better guys than the guys that you had. Yeah. You're going to build a better business. And those other guys are going to slowly fall apart because they only care about the negative instead of the yeah. positive. You know what? Don't, it's, I mean, it's just, it, again, it's shitty to say, but it is part of the industry that you're going to, you got to weed out. Remember we talked about, you know, we got to got to go through 10 before we find one. Oh, that's standard. And it's, it's the same thing with your, with your trades, man. You know, you, you're going to go through a lot and uh, you'll find out the ones that are loyal. But let me, let me just step back for a second. So when you say, did they actually like dump you? completely and who's talking the sh who's talking the trash about you the guy that left you or the actual trades so i, I mean i'd like to know more about that part. i think it's kind of just a fire and they're just fueling each other right 
guys will just talk shit about what's going on. Yeah. Like, oh, did you hear so-and-so do this? And I, sometimes people are nervous about what I'm going to say next on, on Manny Mondays. You know what I mean? It's like, am I going to pick on you? And I'm like, dude, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just sharing my version of my construction sure, life. Right, right. That's all I'm doing. I go and, and my I'm, experience. I'm going to bring something up later on about what just recently happened, which is going to be pretty entertaining, but he ain't going <laughs> to like it. <laughs> but I think, honestly, property rehab, just like be the bigger man. Yeah. Be the bigger person and just move on and, and stop spending or wasting your time and energy on what other people are like, saying shit. Yeah. Who cares? Because you actually don't know specifically who said what and why and where. But as long as in your own mind and head that you're doing everything right. Yeah. And you're, a, you know, you have the integrity and everything else, then you'll do fine, man. You will rise to the top. That's it. Simple. Yeah. Thanks for venting, man. We appreciate it. At Symmetry Reynolds. Okay, good guys. They follow me and we've had a lot of conversations. Okay, so hey, mate, have a question for you. We started 2,600 square foot addition middle of last year. We are about five to six weeks out from the completion and due to the rising cost in materials, we're, we'll be paying for the addition. That's not good. I had a meeting with the clients and explained the situation and they are willing to work it out and want us to finish which is great for everyone. My question is, would you do a cost plus management fee or a fixed price? A new contract will be rewritten to suit. What are your thoughts on that? You can't control the prices of materials right now. They're all over the place. I mentioned to him in recently in the last year, I've actually added a stipulation in all my agreements on that fluctuation of material have costs. To. I have to. Yeah. Because I, I like two by four is going from $2 to $7 yeah. and then you got to buy X amount. You're, you're literally losing probably thousands of dollars. Yeah. And the client really is the one that should pay. Well, they should. It's their house. It's their house. Their right. Room. But if you go into a lump sum, like you're, you're carrying that burden, right? So yeah. unless you have a paragraph in there. You just got to be aware of it. And I think before you start the job, you have that conversation, especially in today's yeah. time. And I, even after the pandemic, I think you still keep it in there because you don't know what's going to fluctuate. Right. We can't control right now. Wood's going up. Metal's gone up. Glues, adhesives are gone up. Yeah. I think the only thing that paint, paint hasn't really gone up, but I don't know. Not yet. I don't know. But I, and that's what I mentioned to him. I just said, listen, just have the conversation. Maybe they're nice enough clients that they'll respect that you're having this discussion with them and they can well, see. And, and I, yeah. I mean, I think if, you know, they, they should understand, like you can just bring, you know, bring the material cost right there. There it is. Yeah. You know, I just, I did, we just did that. Like transparent. You just show them the invoice. Yeah, this is what I, I did, paid for. I, you know, I just, yeah, we're starting their job, you know, this week. And here's the lumber price when I first quoted your job and, November of 19. It's twice now, right? Or no, more than twice. Three times. Three oh, times. It's no, it's twice. Twice. So it was 70 grand. Now it's 140. That's insane. Like, I can't eat that. No, because know? that starts to eat into your minor right. profit on it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you're, I look at it that, sure, the, you know, what's going to be a, a cost that you're going to get back because it's your house. Real estate's going up, so everything's going up. No, I don't know how. I don't know. You know, either he can go with a lump sum. I'm afraid of lump sums nowadays, to be honest with you, because you get stuck. Yeah, and if the you know 2,600 square foot addition, it sounds like a big. It's a big number. It's almost a house. Yeah, I would. You know, I'd look at the cost plus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
There you go. Uh, moving on. Uh, Arian. Arian from at North Group Construction. He actually posted a great story this week about entrepreneurs. And it was a story that I actually reposted because he tagged me and I thought it was really interesting. And I got a lot of feedback from a lot of guys about it. So his story was about we're putting in hours upon hours and mastering their art craft and building a brand. He wants to talk. So he's talking about 14 hour shifts, five hours of sleep. If we're lucky, uh, deteriorating relationships with <laughs> friends and family, you, you know, where this is going right <laughs> neglecting our fitness and our health goals and he asked <laughs> is it all worth it guys what's our take on that i think it's worth it i think it's worth it but i think like anything you do you gotta balance everything in your life yeah you can't let your work consume your private you can't let your private consume your work you gotta have some your own time downtime Downtime for yourself. And if that means getting on a bike, getting on a boat, getting on whatever. Do whatever makes you happy, man. Shut down the phone. I think it's a balance. I think that it's worth it 100%. A lot of guys said, it's, it's like some guys said, it's not worth it. It's really devastating. It eats away at us. A lot of guys said it's worth it. I mean, the 14-hour shifts, I understand that. The five-hour sleeps, that's simple enough. But I think if you just have a balance on everything and don't ignore anyone, I think you'll be doing well. I right. think you'll take care of everything really well that way, right? So yeah. any other thoughts on that? Or are you staring at somebody that's... <laughs> no, cleaning people are coming in. Oh, that's um, <laughs> We're not No, I, th I think it's, 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 it's in your... It's your drive, man. Yeah. You know. Passion. Yeah. You know, and you know what I do? I mean, I, I turn my phone off. That's important. Like, if anything, guys, like, turn your phone off. A tech fast. Yeah, just, you know, pick a time, you know seven o'clock get home you know if you get home at eight turn it off so you don't go looking at it because you're it's in your hand all it day is. it is like you know i and that's just the way the world is now everybody's got turned the thing off you'll be tempted to reply to a client or to a right. trace person who's turn texting you at eight or nine o'clock tell your night. clients that that's hey look it. you know what I'm at that time, focus on your family. Focus on your significant other. And they other. should be on, focusing on their family. Exactly. Everybody should. Exactly. So, you know, if anything, you know, I would, yeah, turn the phone off. In answer to your question, is it worth it? It's worth it to some of us. Maybe not everybody. That's why it's. That's why you're called. That's why you're you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Either you, either you are, and you have to put the hours in, and you, you know, and you give up shit to be successful. I mean, you give up things to be successful. Is it worth it? Yeah, I, you know, to me, to me, I'm not going to say I lost a marriage over it, but it didn't help. I mean, because I was starting out. But you were learning too. I was learning, but I was working seven days a week, man. That's I had two crazy. jobs. And, That's crazy. You know, I did my, did my, uh, you know, sheet metal job. And then on Saturdays, you know, I had decks and fences and everything set up and I would, go and do that so it was hard it was hard but if i you know if i didn't do it would i be here today talking about this stuff that's maybe true. not that's true would i just would i just stayed in the trade and still you know had a great life and everything else but again at the end of the day that's not me yeah i need something like you know, I'm 65 years old and we're sitting here on a saturday and we're thinking about you know starting all these other things like my head hasn't stopped yet. So, <laughs> and you shouldn't, and I shouldn't. Yeah. And like, oh, I don't know. I mean, no, people tell me I should, you know, like enjoy, but I am enjoying. It's this what is, makes this you is my, happy. This is my enjoyment. And I think that's, 
you know, I think that's part of being an entrepreneur is, is handing, handing down just your experience. Not saying it's right that I did everything right. I didn't. Being an entrepreneur, you have to mess up in so order to in order to succeed. Yeah. I you know I I just don't look at failure. I just look at it as ah okay, that wasn't the right way for what I was where I was trying to go. Yeah, yeah. So it's just got to change it. Regarding I guess uh, Symmetry Reynolds uh, health goals, that's easy. You got to just figure out what you want to eat, man, and fitness goals. You're telling me that you can't find a half hour in each day for the seven days, and that can, like if you're that's more than what you're if you're doing anything. Yeah. So if you can give up a half hour somewhere during the day for seven days a week, that will take care of fit, fitness and health. If you can balance your work life, then you have hours for your family and friends. Yeah, I watch Dan. Like he works out at least three, four times a week in his garage. Yeah. Finds the time to do it, but he gets up early in the morning, does it, gets it done, eats healthy. Yeah, I wish I could do that again. I mean, I'm trying to do that again. I'm drinking green tea right now, as we, you know, and water. I had water and espresso. <laughs> but you can, you know what? It's a, it's all priorities. That's all it is, man. It's a balance. That's all you got to do is find right. it. And then also, like we we want to share this knowledge too. So you want to learn, and you never know what little nugget, what little sentence, what little message that you share with somebody little else trigger exactly, and help yeah. them build their brand. Yeah. So just be willing to give it up as well too, as much as you're taking it in. Yeah, for right. sure. Chris from NW underscore kitchens and baths plus asks, Hey Jim and Manny, how do you present your bids? How do you present your bids or set your staging? So many times I come into appointments for customers that have zero idea what they're asking for. Let's say 70 to 200 K. They just begin to spit what wants and desires and wait for a number. I have always been so painstakingly through when it comes to capturing their desired scope of work, but it seems to never matter. The clients scroll past the bid to the bottom line. As we know, I have a lot of rejection lately due to price with confirmation of something, someone coming in much lower than me, but is it really, is it really an apples and apples game? No, it's not. So he's saying, uh, yesterday I had a client call me to cup, uh, to do a couple of doors and mill work. This was about a year after I had a bid with a large basement rental in the bid. I checked in all the boxes and gave them a price. I always deliver a disclaimer saying, please note uh, that a preliminary, preliminary numbers, once we have plans and design, install schedule, I can give you the accurate final number. Right. I just had that phone call yesterday. <laughs> so and how do we handle that? Well, you know what? It just becomes, you know, experience again. Like if they start kind of rambling on the phone that, well, you know, I really don't know what we want, but, you know, so right away I just go and, okay, so the, my call yesterday was, you know, I don't know whether I want to put on addition or, or we should we just tear down the house? How many now, times have you heard that? Like, right. So, and you know, I'm kind of, you know, my husband thinks we should just tear it down, but I think we should just add on to it here and there. And I said, okay, either way, look at it. I'm just going to throw the number out to you right now. And I'm going to use $400 a square foot. So if you want to build a place, 3,000 square feet, there you go. It's 1.2 plus all your soft costs. So which means, you know, building permit, build uh, architectural fees and whatever. So throw another 100 on. So now we're at 1.3. Does that scare you? Of course. 
Or are you, or are you okay with that? Or I said, still look at $400 a square foot because I don't know what you want. And if you're going to add on something, throw that on plus plus. Yeah. And see where your head's at. I don't want to come out to your house and look at your house if you don't have a clue of what you want. Why am I going to, you know, and not to be shitty about it, but it's just wasting my time and it's wasting your time. They're trying to get you to guide them in a certain direction. But I don't know what your style is. I don't know what you want. Like, Anything. you know, like, so I, yeah, I, I know what, what, what he's talking about. And I, I think what you have to do is you just have to, what's the word I'm looking for? You got to get them to do their homework first. They got to do, they got to put some time into it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, anyway. I don't know. You want to Google it? No, because <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> but he's also got due more diligence. To, they need to do, do their oh, yeah, due exactly. diligence. Exactly. And, and, um, and you have to qualify them for what that's what you have, you and I have to do. We have yeah. to qualify them as a, potential client and if they don't know what they want yet I, well you're going to be spending a lot of time yeah, and effort. they'll get some other guy that come in that will give them the time which is great and he won't know what they want either and he'll be the guy that comes in with the low ball yep. you're gonna go and give them the time and think well you know what i want to do a better job i'm gonna give him this number so no it's not it's apples and oranges you until they have a drawing or a direction they want to go and give you something on paper, you can't come up with a half decent price because it's going to be all. There's over lots the place. of jobs like that. I mean, he he continues also. So he actually submitted his quote. Part of the quote was the basement, and then time went by. He came back, and the basement was done. So they ended up hiring somebody else that was 50k cheaper. His last communication with these people, uh, he let them know that the designer was finishing up certain plans, and they can do the estimate. But meanwhile, they were hiring somebody that was cheaper. And then he's asking, what I'm getting at is, how do I present my thoroughness and share with these clients and get them to give a shit, to give a shit that I have their best interest in mind while trying to make a living, to share that I bid the way I do to make sure I don't lose money and I have to sacrifice quality along the way. What steps did you guys take to build your brand to get out of the, of the budget-based rental niche? I know there's no short answer to this. There really isn't. This is like experience and meeting clients. And and I think, like you said, just interviewing those clients and figuring yeah. out, you guys do more homework. You figure out what you guys want to do. If you want to hire a designer, hire a designer. Get them on board. And then we get to a drawing. And then, then I can price that out, quote yeah. it. And then clients should be apples and apples, but they don't. They always look for cheap yeah, not every, Well, not, not, not every client, but most clients will... You know, we'll head for the bot head for the bottom line. Right? You've said that before where they'll look yeah. at the quote, you have a uh, pages and pages and pages, they'll, they'll just, just go, go, to the scroll, scroll, go right to the last number and just yeah. go, Okay, well, contractor A is this and contractor B is this, but they're not looking at what you're delivering. No. And you gotta really compare apples and apples. And, and that's, that's how the you shit, get into a and that's story. and that and that unfortunately that's the shit part of this business. So Chris, really appreciate the question there. Uh, NW underscore kitchens and baths plus. It's a difficult question. That's more of a long-term discussion, presentation, pie charts. Pie charts. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of stuff, man. But uh, you know what? Get back to us and we'll see if anything comes up and we'll, we'll share more. But I think you, you know what? I mean, so it sounds like he does a lot of basements and stuff. Yeah. I think that's a tough, that's a tough gig. 
because there's so many guys doing it. And there's guys who can come in and just polish it off really fast and furious and yeah. just get it done. But is it really, I've always said the basement's the third floor. You're right. spending, if you really want that, it's not a storage. People don't do storage spaces no, in the it's basement. Living space. It's like, it's like the home theater's down there. The rec room's down there. The gym is down there. Uh, a full blown proper bathroom's right. down there. Wine cellar's down there. Like everything. So it's like, okay, so it should be three, $400 a square foot. Your basement should be a hundred, 150 K easily, depending on the if size you're of it. you're going to go all that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing all, like just the other day, I had the client that I'm working on in the basement right there. He started talking to me. I'm thinking about maybe doing brick veneer on this wall instead of wood. I'm like, sure. Okay. Let me know. So that's more, that's more yeah. scope. And so you'd be right. But then there are those guys who fly by night, just come in and just do that. And they'll be the cheapest. Yeah. But what are they doing exactly? Well, I mean, you look at, so what do they do? They take the. Let's just look at a new subdivision. They take the insulation just below grade. Oh, that OBC thing. Right? Yeah. So maybe the, maybe the guy that's 50 grand cheaper just went and framed in front of that and didn't do anything with it. That's all he was. Right? Yeah, no. So, I mean, these are all the, and, and I guess this is where, you know, it comes down to you trying to explain how you're going to do it. And, um, and then it's up to the client whether they want to, whether they feel that's worth you know, the energy savings. It, it's hard to find those clients. It is hard to find those clients that you want. But I think it goes back to guys are nervous about not having work and then they get a lull and then how right. do they keep on maintaining work? So then they'll just take whatever comes along. The whole business cliche, how 10% of your clientele create 90% of the work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm like, yeah, so why don't you should be focusing on trying to figure out finding that right 90% of clients right. that then you can run a, a tight ship. Right. But we, I, I, I get nervous too. When there's lulls, you, you try to figure out, okay, well, how do I fill up my time? How do I fill up my space? And I think you just keep on finding more and more clients. And maybe like you said, Jim, before learn to say no, or learn to walk away from the table. And yeah. then you never know. You might meet somebody else. Yeah. That, that'll give you another project. That'll be better, bigger. I think, you know, also work, like he mentioned a designer there, like, is he tight with the designer? Is that his designer or the homeowner's designer? I, I mean, it's, I think that's your, you know, that's your key is if there's a designer that you don't know and it's the first time working with them, you know, that's your time to go and actually sit down and have a meeting with them, understand how they work, tell them how you work. Yeah. And maybe you'll just feel that it's not going to work between the two of you and maybe she already has somebody you're just going to be a number and she wants to work with somebody else so i mean you're you're doing two things you're creating a relationship and trying to create a relationship and you know another opportunity maybe that's the solution yeah you got to work on that too like I, again like that could be his designer but that sounds kind of shitty if they went with his designer and and he didn't get the job. But there's been times like we've given the architect and we never got the job. It happens. It happens. You, you got to be ready it personally. for it. You just got to get ready for it and then just move on. Yeah. So it is. At YG Jaws. <laughs> Jaws? <laughs> Jaws. Yeah. J-A-W-S. Uh, hey, Manny and Jim, I had a couple of questions for you. If we're still doing the Q&A, of course we're doing We're going to continue doing them. These are some long questions. My first question is, what are your thoughts on putting Tyvek on the inside of the foundation walls prior to framing? 
I have some inspectors tell me they like to see it because it separates foundation and insulation, although it is not in the code and other carpenters tell me it is stupid and doesn't make any sense. I was wondering what your thoughts are. I've been told by inspectors to put the Tyvek on backwards, label towards the foundation. What's he talking about? We, uh, yeah, you see sometimes, sometimes I, I find it just sweats. Because it's I not pulled a, it. I, I went in one time. I found one of our years ago. One of our carpenters did it when he framed the basement, and I go, hmm. "Okay." So he's putting it on the back side of the framing inside the basement. Yeah, before he framed it. That makes yeah. no sense to me, man. And then it was it was completely soaked. Tyvek doesn't work that way. It works on the outside. Well, that's probably why the guy said turn around the other way. That doesn't work either. This is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll probably get crucified for this, but I think now the way the foundations are done, they should be done with the two inches of insulation to do the continuous insulation. Yeah, you flash it. Just take it like if you're gonna put it on the floor, put it on the put the two inches on the you know on the floor before you pour, and then have it come up the wall to the underside of the floor joist. That's your continuous insulation for in the basement. Then so you don't have to worry about it. Here's my Tyvek. question. Why would... Okay, right now I feel like I should call Tyvek and go, listen, is your product designed for a backside framing application of a basement renovation? That's, that's a good question. And I'm pretty sure Tyvek's going to say no. I'll right. look it up, but... But remember, we used to put tar paper on. Yeah, that's a... Why? Why did we Same do thing? I don't know. They just said we had to do it. I think their mentality back then and maybe the right. mentality behind this is that they're thinking we need to separate the concrete from the wood. And that's why Tyvek is on the outside and then it wraps underneath your sill plate before you actually attach it to the foundation wall, the top of it. For you to put it on the backside of a framing wall on the inside of a basement, you're trapping moisture before it's supposed to leave the basement. Right. Right. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. It's the it's it's the wrong placement. So the Tyvek, technically speaking, shouldn't be where he's suggesting it should be. That's what I'm saying. Is contact Tyvek. Cold is coming in, and you're trapping. You're it. trapping it in between the cavity of the wall cavity right. and the foundation. So if moisture comes in and you got hot on that side, then you're going to create condensation in between that cavity. And what's that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm saying it doesn't make any right. sense to me. So I don't know who thought to start thinking that, but maybe they thought, well, it's on the outside, so it uh, makes sense. And since that's the outside of the wall, yeah, but right. you have to get on the other side of the foundation. Yeah, but wall. it condensates and it get condensation. Yeah on the wall it's a building science question but the thing is right off the bat i would ask the manufacturer and that's what i do if i have a new product out on the market i call up the product the band and i go okay what exactly is your product do right and then i mean i would contact tyvek and just ask them customer service and just go can i speak to a tech advisor yeah i want to do this uh, is this Does applicable i only saw it once oh, i haven't seen and, it. and i mean now everybody most everybody they'll either spray foam their basement wall and uh, you know you'll leave your you'll leave your studs off the wall a bit so you have your continuous insulation. I, I, what I've learned about building envelope is that it's a complete system, and if you don't like the the knee bones connected to the it's if you don't do the whole thing properly, 
then the system fails at some point. Right. And that's the concern. So you have to figure out what you're going to do. So if you're going to wrap Tyvek, I guess, around the whole thing, then you wrap around the whole house or something. But I don't know how that works. Spray foam is designed to do that. It gives you a, a vapor barrier on both sides of the foam. Yeah. Not a, a lot of people, including clients, don't like the foam because they get nervous about watching certain news reports. and, and but, break down. Or yeah, all that, yeah. But the thing is, foam is like one of those funny products, which is very few products on construction sites that actually is produced on the job site. Most materials arrive on a job site already produced and right. then you install, but foam is produced. And if it's not installed properly, you may mess up the formula of that foam and that's where you get the failures. So right off the bat, certified installers, right. a proper reputable brand name of foam. And so you, you're not looking for guys, I'm not going to knock them, but the thing is like, you're not looking for those funny products that are half the price. Right. You, you don't want to be doing that. So I, I would right off the bat, contact Tyvek and just ask them, can I use it in that application yeah. and see what they say. His second question is about Red Seal. I got my Red Seal a few years ago and ever since the majority of people I meet in the trades completely dismiss my Red Seal as having any type of value. Most times tradespeople or even potential employers tell me they don't see any worth in my Red Seal as they believe experience is more valuable. While I am 100% agree our experience is more valuable. It is tough to have something you work so hard to achieve completely dismissed and almost looked down on. Do you think this is because the Canada apprenticeship program is looked at as a joke or is our industry carpenters just against schooling in general? It seems a lot of carpenters see schooling as a waste of time, but it taught me a lot. And I don't think that they realize how tough the test actually is. I know nothing compares to on-site experience, but I see these same guys struggle with basic math. I was wondering if you noticed this in the industry and your thoughts on it. I find it very disheartening. To be honest, I feel like my Red Seal hasn't benefited me at all so far. Sorry if you have already answered these questions. I know also no obligation to answer these questions at all. We will answer all questions. Thank you for taking the time to read this and the knowledge that you are spreading. You guys are passionate about the trades and what fuels me. Please thanks again for the stickers you're the man <laughs> you're the man so you know what no i uh, to me i look i look at that and i there's right value on, right on there's man. value yeah you actually you did this yes you put the time in yes you're here to stay yeah i would hire you in a second over somebody that does it i agree depending on your attitude obviously yeah. then it goes into character then it goes into character right, right. but it, it to me that tells me you did your apprenticeship which obviously you did you get your red seal and you have the drive to and you you want to be a tradesman you know what just because a couple guys look down on it that's probably because they don't have one and they didn't they weren't willing to take the you know take the time to go and get their apprenticeship i know what it took to get my red seal and you know it took me whatever it was four four and a half years back back then and i'm sure it's you know not far off of what it is today it's a lot of time and uh, effort school yeah don't ever you know feel bad that somebody's looked down it's only because you know what they haven't done it and they didn't take the time to do it and again you know i just got to boil it down to jealousy that you've you've actually went and got it done i finally um, got his name i'm sorry about that jason Jason, Jason Kotcher. So Jason, I completely agree with Jim here. And my first question is that if you got guys in the industry that are just dismissing it and ignoring it, I would question them. Yeah. 
Why? Because in, in all fairness, listen, I'm not a union guy. I'm not a Red Seal guy. But anybody that has passion and has great character in this industry, I respect. Yeah. And if you've taken the time to educate yourself and better yourself and be a better tradesperson, I have respect for you. Yeah. Red Seal through the union or not. Or you did it on your own. I respect. It does not matter. You did it. I would, I would totally question the people that are questioning you yeah. and saying yeah. it has no value. Most likely, they don't, they don't have it. Yeah. And I mean, I could do a quick jab at the, the morons on TV where they don't have <laughs> anything. They don't have anything, gentlemen. No. Nothing at all. Jim was the only one that had what he had. That's the truth. Yeah. That's all it was, right? So it's just like, honestly, and it goes back to the circle, your circle of construction, yeah. the guys that you work with. So if you've got a lot of guys who are just dismissing you being a better tradesperson, I'm not, I wouldn't question you. I would question them. them. Yeah. That's it. For sure. So Jason, I really appreciate the questions, man. Jason, and, you know what? Just laugh. Yeah. You know, when somebody questions that, just, you know what? I had one of those guys say that to me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I just said, you know uh, what? I know who it, it is. It's, 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 it's one more license that I have <laughs> that you don't. So <laughs> we won't go down that just, path. You man. know, just you know, no, good for you. You took the time, you got it. Be proud of it, man. Yes. And it, you know, and again, if somebody's, you know, dissing you because you do you got it, it's only because they probably don't have it and uh, and they're jealous that you actually put the time and effort in to do it. Good on you, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Last question. Justin uh Politsky. From at J Politsky, P-A-U-L-I-T-Z-K-I, has a question. Hey, guys, I just got pointed towards your podcast, went to a random episode, landed on 111, Renovation Triangle. Man. They love that one, eh? They love that one. <laughs> Honestly, I have to say you guys are full of knowledge and laughter. I'm 26, recently started my own brand a year ago, have all my legal stuff, and I have to say the episode was spot on. Can't wait to keep listening. I'm located just outside of Collingwood. Uh, would love to sit in on your round table and if you have any if you haven't crafted one up yet we are going to so he doesn't have a question he was just praising us nice nice that's all it was so i want to bring up uh, this is going to rub someone the wrong uh, way i don't you don't mention names no i'm not mentioning names because i mentioned to him that i didn't mention names right right so everyone that because you're a better person exactly now. right <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know names just meet me in person i'll tell you in person um last week's manny monday i talked about a client who reached out to me and i spoke to you about this and i was going listen i got this client who wants me to quote but i'm getting the sense that he's kicking the tires and he's just looking for a cost comparison quote and then i just on my rant i just said listen because i said he came back at me and he said we've gone with somebody else and i'm like great congrats, uh, all the best, good luck with your rental, take care. A week later, in the, in the rant I mentioned it, he reached out to me, asked me questions because he didn't have confidence in the person that he hired and he was disagreeing with them on how he wanted to do a certain application on the build. And I responded politely, professionally, and I just said, listen, in all fairness, you've hired somebody, so you've hired their team, their expertise, their network, and I don't think it's fair of you to reach out to me. Right. I think that this concludes our interaction right yeah and he's actually an avid listener of the podcast oh, which good. is great because i'm finding that a lot more clients are listening to are the podcast well, they should Be because they learn they exactly that's the right. reason why so thank you for listening sir but here's the funny thing is that this week i get an email 
And it was all about, I actually reached out to you, Manny, uh, in confidence. I was, you know, just thought I asked you. And then you actually ended up ghosting me. And I'm like, that's not the case. You gave me a week and a half to give you a quote. I thought about it. And then I didn't want to submit a quote. And then you came back and you said that you've hired somebody else. And I complimented you and I said, best of luck. And that was it. But now you're reaching out to me with this very long email talking to all kinds of crap. And I just responded back by saying, well, you know what? I will share this conversation with certain people and I will talk about it. And I ended the email again. Good luck with your rental. Because I don't think... So is this after he reached out to you and talked about the other contractor that he hired? Exactly. Right. So I just said, listen, good luck with your rental. But I mean, I get that I volunteer information and I get other clients. And what's... Here's Jim. Here's the really ironic part. That rent actually attracted three other clients to reach out to me to bid on jobs. <laughs> and that's why I go back to, you never know who's listening, listening who's watching, right. who's paying attention. So if you go to a job and you're going to quote something, maybe make a change of appearance. So if you were tiling or you're dirty, have a change of shirt. So do something. you know why he hired the other person? I didn't get into that conversation. Oh, okay. I, I think that he hired the other person because he was going to be possibly cheaper because I've been told over and over that my numbers are high, right? but I still get hired. But I don't know exactly the reason why they chose that person over me, but I never got a chance to submit. For him to come back and ask me an opinion question on something about building, I just felt it was disrespectful and I didn't want to answer it. So I said, good luck with your rental. But for me to speak about it, and I never mentioned, I reminded him, Yeah, I didn't mention your job. I didn't mention the job address. I didn't yeah. mention your name, right? And again, I'm doing the same thing. I'm not mentioning your name. I'm not... The funny thing about this email was he was like, I was considering mentioning your name to other people for future work and possibly future work with me. And I'm like, I get thinking, here's another ironic point. I had another gentleman on Instagram reach out to me. He goes, Manny, and he just did a huge rant. It was turbo plumbing. And he's like, Manny, I can't stand carrots. How people want, like, I've got... 22 houses. I'm going to give you 22 houses. I want you to do the first two oh, for the free. The dangle of the carrot. Exactly, right? right? I want you to do the first two for free. And then he's like, he turns around. He goes, you know what? Tell you what. Pay me for the first 20 and give, I'll give you the last two, two for, for free. free. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was really weird that this, this client was saying that I was going to mention your name to other people that I know and all this other. I go, no, you weren't. No. You hired somebody else, man. And now yeah. that I've cut off the information Same. fountain for you. And you can only get it from, you know, listening to the show or listening to my rants. But the thing is that there's value in having me on your job site and me in your corner. Like you said, you want the contractor on that client's corner. Yeah. There's value attached to that. But the thing is, the moment you've hired somebody else, again, you hire their network, you hire their expertise, you hire their team. And it's you not chose really, them for a reason. That's that. So go right. with that reason. If yeah. you're not confident in that person, then that's the decision you made. Yeah. Right. But I, I just find it really weird that don't don't send me an email. And because the thing is, keep on sending me more if you want, but I'll share it yeah. and I'll talk about it. I'm not going to divulge your name and privacy and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Again, this is about us sharing information to future contractors and what they're yeah. going to go through. And you're and, and you know what? And we're all going to go through that. Yeah. I mean, I've been through it many, many times where I've got sure. the call back. Hey, can you, you know, this wasn't. Well, Sorry, man. Like, have you gone back that and was done that, the work? That was that ten thousand dollar difference on a you know four hundred thousand dollar job. That, and that's that's the, yeah. and there it is. Yeah, you know what? I I mean, it's. I'm sure he he was reaching out in in um, in good faith. In good faith, 
thought that, you know, okay, you know what, Manny's a nice guy. He's going to help me out. And, you know, I, I, I can see both sides, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go your way because you, you know, you were told you didn't get the job. He was nice enough to do that. And I actually complimented. And I, that's great. I said, thank you very much for right. letting me know. Cause most clients won't even let won't you know. Won't even let you know. You and know? that's, and that's great. And, uh, you know, you compliment him on that because some don't like you have to phone and go, Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I gave it to somebody else. Yeah. Well, you know what? If I've taken the time to to put this thing together, you can at least say, yeah, we went with, with another guy and, yeah. you know, and, and then I'll ask the question, was I too high? Was it it? He didn't like my face. What was it? And hopefully they'll an answer you truthfully. And sometimes you don't want to hear the answer, but he was even nice is. enough in the beginning. He goes, listen, if you want to submit a quote, I'll give you some positive feedback on your quote. And I'm like, okay, that's nice of you to say that, but that's just one more piece of nugget telling me that you're not interested in hiring me. You're only interested in comparing my numbers to somebody else. Right. And that was the one piece that I said to myself, okay, after speaking to you, Jim, I'm like, this guy just look, he's kicking the tires. Right. I'm not going to spend my time and effort to put a quote in together right. to do this job. I just want to, I, I, by the sounds of it, he just wants to make himself feel good that, okay, you know, the guy I got is, you know, the numbers, Possibly. the numbers good. Possibly. It could be, you know, and the guy he's got probably threw a buddy. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, it was an interesting rant. I posted the video. It got over 200 comments. And I think there was only two comments that were like saying, well, you know what, Manny, you should have been nicer because you never know. He may have returned in the future. And I'm like, he may have returned, but I'm not exactly sure. One other guy said, well, you know what? If you had kids and a wife and you were supporting a bunch of people, you may have treated that a little differently. And I'm like, maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But, you know, everybody else. Was I don't know what that means. I don't, but I guess I don't know. That basically means that you should just take whatever work's going to come along and don't be an ass or something like that and just treat everybody a lot better. And I'm like, listen. I have the knowledge. I have the experience. I have the he team. He didn't want your price. Yeah. He's just, he's not going to like my price if I submit it. I guarantee you that if I did submit it, I would, because even when on the phone call, when I was speaking to him, but he I, already told you he gave it to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he was asking me certain things, he gave me some rough ideas where he thinks he was at. And I said, no, you're, it's going to be more than that. So I already knew there was lots of little pieces that were telling little me. flags. Yeah, this guy's just trying to pick my brain, and it, which is, I'm respectful of that. Clients can reach out, tradespeople can reach out. But the thing is, if you're giving the job to somebody else, yeah. good luck with it and let them do their job. That's their job now. You know how many times, like, you know, like Dan says this to me a lot. He goes, Jim, you give people a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time. And he, you know, because I'll say, oh, yeah, I called such and such, you know, the lead that came in. And, you know, I said, I finished up you know hour and a half later he goes dude like really that's, i go that's yeah valuable yeah man. that's that's he goes but what why i said well that's what they asked they asked you know how it works this and that and i said i told them he goes but we, we may not get the job you're right i said we may not get the job but i look at it that i gave him all that knowledge maybe he'll he or she will you know what that guy Carrick, he, he really answered the questions I wanted, I, maybe, maybe he's the way we should go. Yeah. And then, you know, then you got to put your numbers together, but yeah, you know what? I mean, you, I, yeah, I, all, I don't know. All I, I did was I stopped the free flowing information. That's and there's all nothing wrong with that. But I did it because he hired somebody else. Yeah. So now at that point it's like, okay, then work with your contractor. Yeah. 
you've got confidence in the person you've hired. Hopefully, you made the decision wisely. And, and nobody's saying that this contractor. No, nobody's saying that. that anything's bad I have about nothing this negative guy. to say no. about. No, but you me. hired him. Yes, he's your man. So he's the person that yeah. you're going to be working with. Yeah. And he should answer all your questions, exactly. all your concerns. That's how I else. felt. And yeah. it, it would be the same thing that if I was dealing with somebody and all of a sudden they went with somebody else and it was a good friend and I knew or whatever. But then I'd have a problem. Let's say that they hired a friend of mine who's doing something and all, instead of me. And I'm like, be fine like that. But then all of a sudden he does a job. I've got the confidence in him to do the job. But then the client would reach out to me, ask me opinion just to get a different side. And I'm like, that's kind of wrong. Yeah. And we, it's not right for the other guy. No, it's not. Right? You should keep that person in the yeah. loop and ask them and get them to perform the work or perform the scope. Or and perform. if the other guy is listening, hey, that's who you're dealing with. I'm not saying any names. No, no. But <laughs> we, we mean, already have one Mr. Smith on this show. So I, <laughs> I can't keep adding more Smiths. There's so many Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to share that, and that was good. So, Jim, we got to wrap this up. That was okay, my, another bunch of great questions from all yeah, of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, I want to just say, guys, keep on asking for those stickers because I love sending out the stickers. They're, they're really nice. They're small enough that they fit in a regular envelope. So it doesn't cost <laughs> all that much unless they go overseas. But, uh, yeah, the stickers are going out. And we wanted to just thank everybody for listening, man. Yeah, no, it's, um, I like, I like this. I think, it, you know, it opens up, it opens up more conversations yeah. and it opens up, it takes us in different directions, yeah. which is nice instead of the same old, let's just talk about safety one podcast or yeah, something like yeah, that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think this, well, this is kind of like a round table. That's it's what just, I was just we about just got a big rectangle that, table. That, we that's have. exactly what it would be like. So guys, can you imagine that we get the association going, we get the round table going, that you, you'd be in a room full of... This is it. Yeah. You, yeah. you can pick each other's brain and you can figure out how to build your business better and grow from there by asking other people that have gone through it. Yeah. Right? And then yeah, just go. Sure. And the guys that have gone through it, I'm sure they're more than willing to share what they went through and then learn from it and take from it and build the industry. I, you know what? I know if we when this whole COVID thing's over and we can all get together again, I know I can get some of the old guys to come out that they'll they'll you know they'll have fun some of the experienced guys the not experience the old guys, guys. the experienced experience guys, guys. <laughs> yeah and you you know what it's always great that you can always they'll share some crazy old stories too which are great i'd love to know how the pyramids were built <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. no no i agree with you jim these are great because they they reach out to us and all of a sudden they they have unique situations man yeah. and they don't probably have an opportunity to speak to anybody Right. To, to get an answer for it, or at least get some some feedback. Yeah. And then they can do. So, guys, please continue sending us the uh, the questions. And, and, the if compliments. There's, you know, and, and if there's homeowners listening too, I mean, like, listen to this, you know, listen and understand where, you know, well, we're just we're business owners. We're just trying to, you know, do a good job for you. And um, but we're trying to also run a business, make right. money. Yeah. We're, we're not trying to steal money. We're trying to make money. We're trying just to trying to make a living. That's it. That's yeah. all we are, right? So yeah. if we can, we have skills, let us make, you know, make what we have to make. Yeah. That's it, man. Trust us. Trust, you know, that this is our profession, just like we trust you guys in your profession, right? This has been good, Jim. All right. So we're awesome. at the Carrick Hall, at Carrick Hall, Jim Carrick, Hardcore Reynolds. Keep on sending the questions. Tune in next week. We'll have another show. We'll figure it out. I know that we're going to be talking to the boys out west. We're going to start doing some 
phone-in ones. We want to do those. We want to start talking to people outside of Canada as well. And we're, we're really happy that the numbers keep on growing. Guys are listening. Girls are listening. And it's growing. We love it. So thank you again so much for listening, guys. Yeah. And, and then before you go, like yeah. we're just, I just mentioned to Manny before we started that we're going to have, um, we're going to get a, a, a couple tax guys on here yes. to help you guys yes. with, um, you know, setting up your your source deductions and all that kind of stuff for you and um, and what the tax implications are. Because it's not the easiest. It's not the easiest and, you know, help, help you out. That's all we want to do. That's it. That's it, brother. Okay. All right. Enjoy See the rest guys. of the weekend. Thanks, guys.